a couple of times over the last week or so, I've been really struck by the absence of my parents. I uh, was orphaned um, in 2015 when my father died and uh, three weeks leading up to his death, myself and my partner and my uncle uh, basically camped in his flat in North London, my dad's flat, and cared for him. And it was palliative care. He died of um, cancer. And um, he got the diagnosis six weeks to the day before he died. So that last three weeks of his life were easily the worst three weeks of my life very difficult and it contained in it a couple of very difficult decisions including the most difficult decision I've ever had to make whereby because he'd kind of you know put me in charge of his care I had to decide whether to take the risk of um, transferring him to a hospice where the doctors were saying he probably will die on the journey. And even the nurse who was there looking after my dad that day was in tears saying, don't do it, he's too weak to go in the ambulance. Uh, So, you know, it was an incredibly difficult decision and everybody had their own, obviously, point of view and thoughts on the matter, but it was up to me and I've never felt pressure like it. And I decided, because my dad wanted to go to the hospice at the very end of his life, to, you know, go with his wishes, and he survived the journey. He actually picked up a bit on the Sunday. He moved on the Saturday to the hospice. Uh, But then he deteriorated and he died on the Wednesday. And so to uh, remember him, Uh, It's probably appropriate now to play that recording of him saying his name. Lawrence Peter Bins Harrison. And this situation reminds me of that in lots of ways. Um, Thankfully, we haven't had to make a decision as big as that so far. We probably won't need to because, I mean, my parents are dead, you know, and my partner's folks are hopefully going to be okay, and thank God it doesn't seem to affect children as yet. Um, Yeah, but it's a funny time, you know, when you're uh, an orphan, you are, uh, you know, the kind of line in the family tree and then everything else comes down from you it's difficult to think that it's you now you know your generation there is no one above you that you can consult um, not easily anyway (laughs) and my uncle my beloved uncle who I've never seen such kindness you know, I've never heard of 
such absolute devotion and kindness, the dedication to looking after his brother-in-law. You know, so he was my mother's uh, brother, and my dad's obviously his brother-in-law. You know, that kind of devotion is rare, I think, and unbelievably, he died recently. My uncle, I miss him very dear. So, yeah, the whole kind of, you know, very emotional time. Uh, not that I strictly think that anything as dramatic as that is going to happen, but obviously you can't help but miss those that you would consult at times of crisis. Also, you know, just my dad would be all over this as a, as a kind of event. You know, he, was, he got me into the news. He got me kind of listening to the news all the time. I totally got that from him. He was more obsessed with the news than I was even, than I am. Uh, which is something, you know. So as a as an event to live through, he would be, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of reading up on everything and finding out about everything. And I can imagine that he would be really interested in in this as a as a kind of phenomena. But, you know, life goes on, and death is a part of life, and always has been, and always will be. And so, a new generation uh, takes over from the old, uh, which is a very clunky way of introducing some audio featuring uh, the family that we heard from the other day. And they're out on their walk still. And watch out for the description of the river by Martha. She describes the conditions of the river in an amazing way. And um, yeah, watch out for that. sure if you can hear the clanking of the boats in the shipyard, boatyard rather. The seagulls are very far away. We're turning back now. It's a strange computer game of avoidance and distance. Um, got to make a plan where to go. Um, What's the water like, Martha? Um, it's fresh. Smells fresh. And it's quite... Well, it's not clear, but I don't know how to describe it. It's middle, let's say. It's not really thick and murky, but it's not clear. There's a lot of waves, aren't there? Yeah. So I guess it's just middle year, like I said. Okay, I think we're heading back this way now, Marth. Okay. There's some small groups of people milling about. And um, also quite a strange scene 
over behind some of the uh, buildings there where a family seemed to be having a a picnic in a car park at the back of a car with some plastic chairs. I guess maybe they, like us, they don't have a garden particularly. We've got a little patch, um, but uh, it's not really a garden. So perhaps they thought they'd gather in the car park to have some time getting vitamin D from the sun. So thank you to Martha and Rosie and Vicky and Gareth. And thank you to everyone that's been in contact with me. I spoke to an old friend that I hadn't spoken to for many years last night. and It was absolutely brilliant. And hopefully he's going to contribute to this uh, podcast with his own particular circumstances, his own experiences in this uh, time of crisis. And, um, yep, take care of yourselves. Stay away from people. Um, You know, hopefully this lockdown will have some effect. I really hope it does. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm fine because I'm not leaving my house. (laughs) But it'd be quite nice if, you know, the NHS wasn't overrun. That would be quite good, I think. Uh, Anyway, take care. Lots of love. Thanks for your support. Bye.